It is another week of the Chair Shop Podcast, your weekly dose of, oh my god, what is CM Punk done now, podcastery coming your way, and also then we talk about what we watch on the telly and that, uh, other than the rest of um, That's our new slogan, it's very catchy. Uh, joining me as always are my ever-dependable co-host, 600 plus episodes in, first of all, is Mr. Joe Town Towner. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Also joining me and Joe, once again, for the 608th time, not really, uh, Paul Griffin. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, you know what, boys? It's been it's been a relief this week because we actually don't have a, a CM Punk slash Elite slash Jericho slash Dave Meltzer meltdown update. So, like, we could like we could just if you guys want to just like talk about the football to kick off, we can do that. Uh, but I, 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 I get it in now though because like he he might have a meltdown in the next like ten minutes while we're on air. And we're gonna have to talk about CM Punk. So uh, I'll throw it over to you to kick things off here. To be honest, well, there is, I mean, this, there, there's, there is CM Punk news, though. Is there uh, as, as, as nebulous as it it might be? But there's there? there's scutterbutt that he is scheduled for a specific date, um, in Chicago, obviously, because CM Punk he's like Hulk Hogan. He only works the Chicago shows. It seems like. And this is the collision debut, the alleged collision debut. Alleged, we, yes. We, we also haven't had official word on that. Although I'm seeing on my Twitter uh, il- another of the you know fr- uh, frequently increasing or increasing frequency of Tony Khan dynamite appearances. He's he's due another one on Wednesday. Yes, I actually just saw that as well, and I, I also thought that was odd. Um, but it's weird. So they're like Tony Khan will be on Dynamite, but they didn't say making an announcement. They didn't say major announcement. Tony Khan says, it will be doing his taxes on air live. Did they say yes something to say, or he'll he'll say? Let me something. find it here. Something I believe like now Paul can check and he can correct me. Um, yeah. uh, I believe it was pretty much just Tony Khan will be on Dynamite or something to that effect. Mm. We will hear from Tony Khan. Ah, we'll hear from Tony Khan. Yeah, so he's going to tell us about his holiday, and he'll show his slides and his, his mm. the postcards he sent and all that. Interesting. All, all while in the the tone of him doing the all in announcement. And here I am oh. at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> here I am. I'm at the Grand Canyon. Look over there. Ah, there was a, ah. there was a waterfall. Oh, it was great. Ah, wobbly. People have a lot of debate about whether the New York side or the Canada side of, of Niagara Falls are better. To weigh in on that, please, is that a call? Ah, no. Ah, no. We don't I mean, have they've, to. They've, they've learned their lesson from the, the major announcements. You know, what do we have? Jay Lethal debuted once, was one of them. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there's a. Uh, it's funny because even though like Christian was, was a cool thing to actually get, it's like he just sauntered out. Like, oh, Christian. Hello. Yeah, it's Christian. So we will hear from AW CEO and GM Tony R. Khan, which is his Instagram name, apparently. This Wednesday Tony on AW, This Wednesday on <laughs> AW Dynamite, live from Sunrise, Florida. So I would imagine since we're less than two months away, they need to start promoting this Saturday show, if that's indeed what is happening. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just very it's surely not going to be anything other than that, right? 
it's just so odd because they they've leaned into the meme of Tony Khan making an announcement so much that I'm kind of if it is the if it is the new TV show I'm kind of surprised they didn't say uh, Tony Khan that, makes an announcement that would be a big announcement that that would actually yeah, exactly that would actually be a big announcement Tony do you see what the mistake you're making here constantly is <laughs> I wonder if it's because it's seemingly so widely known that they don't want to plug a major announcement and then it, it be the thing that everyone knows already. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. In, in my head, it'll be, he'll he'll mention it, there'll be a little snazzy video package. Yeah. Collision, Saturdays, blah, blah, blah. And it'll Tuesday. be like, it'll be like all, the, all the stars of AEW will be there, even the, the best in the world. Wink, oh, wink. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think, I think it'll be a very conventional, like opening video we have for Dynamite, you know that that kind of thing where it's wrestlers yeah. in a little stage doing their poses interspersed with with fighting, and then it goes collision coming to TNT blah, 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 Saturdays, and then you have a little post credit scene. Do you think uh, just because Joe alluded to there? Do you think they will do the same song and dance they did for the for the first dance where they yeah. don't say he's going to be there, but they say the best in the world. Uh, you know, everyone will be there at that uh, June twenty first before Forbidden Door. Even some arsehole who everyone hates. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think there'll be more. Anything. I'm not saying anything, Shivani. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> I I can see it. The video plays and it has collision, and then it just ends with a little. Oh yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, and there's a little image flash or something that that's related to him, but not directly, obviously, but not but not explicitly. They'll 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 be something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I suppose, I mean, it's funny because I, I opened with a joke about how we're not going to talk about CM Punk, and here we are. Um, there was also the, now this was, I mean, this was, people kind of ran with this as as gospel, but it was it was very much Meltzer, like, riffing on Observer Radio. But it, it, it's, the reporting seems fairly concrete that, like, Warner were, like, insistent, you do whatever it takes to get this guy back because mm. we want him to be the centerpiece of this show, very much to the degree that it's like the show is happening because he's coming back, and then... The doing the the two plus two equals four on that, you know, Meltzer did the kind of well, Warner gives people X amount of dollars per television hour, and mm. AEW's current deal is for X. So if 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 all if we believe all that to be true, and they get the going rate, then see a Punk's return could have netted this company literally millions purely on his own return, which is a little two plus two equals four. Yeah. But I thought it was an interesting observation nonetheless. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, two plus two does equal four, though. That's the thing we have to remember. <laughs> I think he meant five. There, <laughs> no, but, but no, but my point is that he he may not be wrong. That, uh, but that that's yeah. my point. Because if, oh, okay. if I was saying he was saying he was doing two plus two equals five, that would be me saying he's out yeah, to lunch. He, I don't think he's playing four D chess. His yeah. Yeah. But, so but Dave, two plus two does Dave is a chessboard, <laughs> and CM Punk is the rook, and Tony Khan <laughs> is two plus two. <laughs> CM Punk Warner, <laughs> Warner comes along and says, the, "Right, the rook makes more than one night than you do in your whole lifetime." And then and then Warner comes along and says, "Deal or no deal," and he's got a little thing written on his hand. Uh, oh, anyway, very good. <laughs> yeah, everyone loved that bit there. Um but yeah, so that's the um that is the uh Charles Montgomery Punk update for for this week. We'll see. All right, we, let's we, talk about, once, let's again, talk about, once again are in, are in we'll see stage. Yeah, let's talk about football then. Go on. We We the lads. There was football on every night this week and it was brilliant. It's like yeah. wrestling. Uh better. 
It was uh, there were some good games. There were some good games. So Leeds Liverpool, I was out for that, but it was six one. Must have been good. That feels like a year ago at this stage with all the games that we've had. Leeds so Liverpool, was, yeah, Liverpool wiped the floor with them. They wiped yeah. the floor with them. So I was actually out Monday at a, a gig. Uh, Michelle yeah. and I went out to a gig with uh, Pilkey friend Alexander Crony Crone. Oh, uh, hello. Who, uh, he's, he's still alive, is he? He's knocking about. I haven't seen him since before the the pandemic, so it was a nice nice reunion. I haven't he, spoken he, to him since twice that time ago. Oh yeah, sure. he um, he, he hasn't oh. answered for himself since the pandemic happened. Yeah. Ask questions. <laughs> the, the constantly blinking Alex Crone. He wasn't doing a lot of blinking, you know. He wasn't. He's moved on from the blinking. He's found a new hobby. I wonder if he's got. Yeah, what? he's got past that. Um, mm. He's a t- he's a teacher now, you know. I mean, he's a he's a proper experienced grown up man who teaches children right, 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 right. biology. That's what I, he always was. What's this blinking oh. obsession you have with him? Uh, I met him once, and he 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 blinked a lot. This is such a Paul observation. No, it's true. <laughs> Joe, back me up, back me up, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Paul pointed it out. You couldn't unsee it, probably. Yeah, well, he did it. That wasn't yeah. my nitpick of that week. Interrupted the pints of the moment. By the way, Crony, here's my uh, nitpick of the week. It's about your physical being. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, going to a little gig, gig, little gig ski on a Monday night. Yeah, um, I don't remember the name of the artist, if I'm honest. Um, All right, Michelle picked this one, did she? Yeah. It was, <laughs> to be fair, it was sort of a weird name. I don't, I can't remember what it was. Which leg? Weird. It wasn't even. If it was that, I'd remember that. It was something kind of even weirder than that, which yeah. is why I don't remember it. But it was quite. I enjoyed it. It was. It was good. Kind of music, a bit country guitar, okay, a bit sort rock and roll sort of thing. Yeah, a bit of that. Um, got interesting venue. It was like an old cinema that had been converted into a oh, very nice <clears throat> into a uh, performance space. Um, so it was tiered, nice and tiered, so you can see what's going on. No seats, so you just kind of sat not on the floor, but on like I don't know how to describe it. You know, like those kind of lecture theaters where it's just like you just sat on a curb sort of thing. Oh yeah, no I seats. think I know the type. Like, yeah, yeah. No seats or benches, just kind of you know plop yourself down on a. And a little, yeah, angle thing. So, um, yeah, that was good. That was good. So that's why I missed the Liverpool game, thankfully, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to see them win anyway. So that's all right. Well, they were the ones um, who scored the six, was it? They scored oh, yeah. the six, yeah. yeah. Then Tuesday, we had Champions League. Bit of an anti-climax because um, both the, the well, the, at least the English teams, their games were pretty much foregone conclusions. Um, Chelsea were never going to come back against Real Madrid from 2-0 down and yeah City it was a draw in the end didn't it because Bayern got a last minute penalty yeah Yeah, Um, I think those games were pretty much sealed the other games were pretty good the Italian uh, involved games so yeah yeah, good semi-finals Milan Derby in one Real Madrid Manchester City in the other so looking forward to that yeah um what else did we have? Oh yeah, we had United play twice. United on Thursday, yeah. Uh, shit performance. <laughs> Absolute Sevilla, yeah. drizzling shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after after in the previous game they they had handily, uh, I was going to say beaten Sevilla. They obviously didn't win that game. No. They were handily beating Sevilla before the oddity of players starting dropping like Dead. flies, injured almost. 
Oh. And then mad own goals happening. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out that the own goals didn't really matter because we went to Sevilla and they, they won 3-0 anyway. So, yeah. An absolute hockey. Yeah. From a, wor- a much worse team. St- but, a strange performance. I don't know. Yeah. The, Fernandez's absence was, uh, was really felt as mm-hmm. well as Harry Maguire's presence was really felt. Um, and then he didn't play today and we, we kept a clean sheet and won a game. How about that? Coincidence? Oh, interesting. Um, so that was Thursday. Then Friday was the big Premier League clash between oh my God. top of the table Arsenal and bottom of the table Southampton. Yeah. So, who, who so you're you think thinking, gonna, you're thinking, Barry? Barry, who do you think is going to win that? You got top of the table, bottom of the table. What? What do you? What's your prediction for that one? Well, I mean, I I I, lo- I love an underdog as a wrestling yeah. fan. Um, there's no denying that, but I got to play the odds here, and I got to say, of course, my my boys over at the Arsenal definitely won that. Mm, well, they were two 0 down within what was it, twenty minutes? Ten, ten minutes. Right. Ten minutes. Um, yeah, it was. I love a silent football stadium. <laughs> I love when it just goes like, oh, just completely. You just hear, you can hear people talking in the crowd because it's so quiet. It's yeah. just de- just devastation. It's like when Vader beat Anoki. <laughs> Very much so. Um, they did score. Uh, they did come back to two one pretty quickly, but yeah. then they just didn't. They couldn't follow up on it. They just kind of let it slip back. Southampton go three one up, and then suddenly, last two minutes, they get two goals. They equalise, but then they can't find the winner. Score! Hit the crossbar. Hit the crossbar. Finished a shot wide. Just couldn't ugh, get it in. Couldn't get it in. And I want to get your opinion, Joe. Is that? Is that the death of a dream witnessed? I think this may it, have been. Is the, it over? The, the Kevin Keegan, I'd love it if we beat them moment. Right, you know, right, we've right. we've got to go to the Etihad and get a result, and I'd love it if we beat them. Yeah, I mean, I've I've it, seen it. I've right. seen it likened to the Gerard slip as well. It reminded me, I, obviously, obviously, much more of the Liverpool Crystal Palace. More, game. yeah, uh, I'd say more kind of Brendan Liverpool, Brendan Rodgers Liverpool. Um, yeah, I. I I just think City are going to win that home game. They're just too good. City are going to win that game on Wednesday. You, and never, you never know. It's not like a definite, it's, but it's like 80-20 to me. Well, Arsenal win. have gone from basically being in total control to now three draws in a row. Six points dropped in the in the title race at this stage. It, it is very Kevin Keegan's Newcastle. You're, you're right. You're mm. right with that. Alas. Dear, oh dear. So that was exciting. Then, of course, was, Saturday, Premier League, Premier League action on Saturday, some, some decent games. Yeah. Um, but then today, uh, well, did you watch the Newcastle game, Paul? Here's what happened with the Newcastle game, right? Oh. So so as a Manchester United fan, Newcastle-Tottenham is a very important game for us because they're the mm. other, basically the other two teams involved in that top four battle. Mm. Not say that it couldn't happen that maybe... A Liverpool or a, you know the the the, the handful a Brighton handful of teams below couldn't get involved in that if the results went their way. But it, it looks like it's going to be one of United Newcastle or two of United Newcastle Spurs. So Newcastle play Spurs today, and then on Thursday United play Spurs. So the 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 bearing on today's result very very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said right, I'm going to watch this Newcastle Spurs game. 
But I do need to run up to the shops. So what I'll do is I'll run up and I'll grab my few bits and pieces. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll just miss a couple of minutes at the beginning. That's not the end of the world. No I'll come back deal. and watch it. It'll be a good, you know, tight. Yeah, tempo. yeah, yeah. So I'm walking back from the shop and I look at my Twitter on my phone and there's 22 minutes gone in the game and it's 5 nil to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> So I basically missed the entirety of the... I, I got the rest of it. I got the other two goals, but I missed the, the five out of the seven goals that came in the first 20 minutes of the game. Um, Which, can't wait to play Spurs on Thursday. Yeah. Unfortunately, they can't be that bad again. I don't think. No. And, and we have a tendency to come into these games and make teams mm. in that kind of form look good. Uh, ref- I'll refer you to that Liverpool game from a month ago. Where they beat us seven 0 mm. um, but uh, yeah. So if we beat Spurs, if Manchester United beat Spurs, I should speak generally speaking. If Manchester United beat Spurs on Thursday, they'll go nine points ahead with two games in hand, and sh- you would think surely that's enough of a buffer to yeah to kind of nail that spot down. But um, God, Spurs look terrible. Loris yanked off at halftime. Oh, with an, in, an injury, allegedly. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should have done that before the game. He might have played a bit better. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, um, so, yeah. Yes, very, very... And then, of course, FA Cup semi-finals. City, Sheffield United, which was a complete anti-climax. Not I didn't watch any of it. Airing about, watching. <laughs> half. No one turned up. Honestly, it was, you know... I think... AEW will outdraw that match uh, for mm-hmm. all in. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, United played Brighton uh, this evening, which was not a terrible game, but nil-nil, two hours, penalty shootout. Both teams just kind of lacking something. Um, in the end, came down to penalties, and obviously De Gea didn't save any. Um, his, his attempts at saving penalties are absolutely pathetic. I, I like he doesn't. He doesn't sort of do a big dive <laughs> to one side. He just kind of falls to one side. Like, well, he what. does, but he—it's like he's magnetically repelled by the ball. He like never gets far enough to actually save it. No, he's not near the post, is he? He's just kind of no. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that it—it it, it felt like they went for four of their penalties in a row. They always mm. went to the right, and he always mm. dived to his right. Yeah, it's like dive left to one of the because there was quite a few of them. There's some very good penalties, but there were quite a few of them that were savable. Had you yeah. done the right way, and uh, yeah, we we did not have to again rely on him to save a penalty. Rather, poor Solly March, who's having a very good season, stuck his over the crossbar, mm-hmm. and that was enough for Victor Lindelof to come in and stick his into the top corner for the win. Happy days, very good, very good stuff. Yeah, I did. I did boldly make prediction during extra time that if this goes to penalties Brighton are going to win so I was very happy yeah finally that United were able to win an important penalty shootout mm. and uh especially since Mark. we've taken off a lot of what you might consider as yeah Bruno went off figures. Bruno Martial Martial uh, who else went off Anthony Shaw, no Shaw was on wasn't he yeah uh, Wan Bissaka came off yeah um, so yeah, they march on to a final against Manchester City, uh, June the third. Uh, do you think we'll be winning that one? I think Manchester City will win. 
That's my prediction. Well, here I'm going to push you further. Do you think they're going to win the treble? Yes, I do. Okay. okay. Well, Real Madrid, you never know with Real Madrid. They are sneaky bastards. You never know. You they never know. They are quite good. But I think the league and the FA Cup are going to to the Etihad. Mm-hmm. So it just mm-hmm. depends on that European Cup. Um, yeah, and there's loads more football next week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Premier League action. Can't wait. Um, yeah. The other thing I've been watching this past week, the Snooker World Championships are on. So I've been watching a lot of snooker. Okay, yeah. Um, Michelle used to actually uh, well, totally despise the snooker and walk out of the room <laughs> whenever I put it on or refuse to let me watch it. I've managed to gradually get her into it. She now understands how it works. She knows, recognizes the players. I've kind of like just gradually got her into this. Now she's hooked. She's like, yeah, let's get the snooker on. The sport of kings. Um, so it's been a, been a good tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the Very week. Good. Alrighty, the week. that is the week. The only other thing I, I I put on here was that we we are officially entering summer because I'm I'm getting bogged down with the hay fever currently. Mm. Uh, it's quite grotesque. Uh, so if I sound somehow even worse than usual this week, that is why. Uh, it's I haven't had it this bad in a while, but um, uh, it's like I've been having sleepless nights, getting all chesty, feeling all fluidy oh, and gross. No. It's uh, it is. Pretty bad. So yeah, happy summer, everybody. Please enjoy it for me. Um, yeah, that's all that's really going on in the, in the old life this week. We can jump in to we've. I mean, we've got we've got week two of our own FA Cup here mm. um, uh, to jump into, which is week two of Bob and Pull a Twisted Bracket, which was uh, uh, brought back to the to the uh, admiration of millions last week. Did you come up with the name of that segment, Joe? By the way, I'm thinking you did. No, right? no I thought no. you did. I thought it was you. I know that I've, I, I think I'm the only one who's ever done the segment, but I didn't really think I'd come up with the name. I, know. I, don't, I don't think I did. But anyway, yes, we we have it back, though. This is our kind of tournament where we crown a champion of a certain category. So we've done in the past film, we've done Simpsons episodes, we did Chris Nolan films. Um, this time we're doing the gimmick match, the wrestling mm. gimmick slash stipulation match. So last week we did the first half of round one and progressed uh, eight different matches into the next round. We're going to do the second half of round one. So all the matches we didn't cover last week. So let's dive straight into it. <clears throat> Contest number one, the strap match. Uh, and I'm defining strap match as the one where you have to touch the four corners uh, and the other person right. stop you. Right. Versus the tables match where you have to put your opponent through a certain number of tables to win the match. Right. I kind of have nitpicks about both of these. Um, I think the strap match in concept is, is better than it ever is in execution. Hmm. Like I like, I like the idea of, of beating your opponents so badly that you can drag them around, you know, the ring and hit the, Hmm. but in, in WWE, certainly lately, it's almost like a, silly gladiators event or something where there's yeah. like lights on the turnbuckles and yeah god just you know the whole production of it, it it doesn't feel like the equivalent of an aw dog collar match or anything it, it feels a lot more sanitized and wacky 
and you get like tying people to the ring and stuff like that. Um, tables, on the other hand, I I I fucking hate tables at this stage. <laughs> Actually, I've, I, I whenever there's a, a good match happening, and the crowd will always go, "We want tables." Like tables aren't that impressive, to be honest. Someone gets thrown through a little flimsy bit of plywood or whatever, people lose their minds. Um, that being said, there's been some very good tables matches. I'm thinking Royal Rumble 2000 specifically. Yeah. Yep. Um. Okay, I'm just trying to think again. I'm trying to put them on a pedestal here. If I'm doing like a a, a tier list or a grading. Yeah. I'm giving each match a grade, you know, in terms of how good a match is going to be, how excited I am for it, the prestige level of the match. Tables match to me. C, C tier, maybe. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. Strap. Uh, stra- depending on the day, I could go either way. Maybe strap would be uh, like C plus. I'll, I'll go strap by, by a hair. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I I agree that strap matches off is just kind of too silly. You know, it's just yeah. t- tap in the turnbuckles. You're not really trying to beat someone you know, or, or, or gain something. It's too much like a, as you say, like a Nickelodeon kind of game. Sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, tables matches. There haven't been um, that many great ones. There have been a few. Um, I'm I'm also yeah fed up of tables. As soon as the crowd starts shining tables, I'm like please please just stop. I I, I would never join. I hate when they do that when it's like <laughs> the match is basically like they're already getting the table. It's like it's like people want to acknowledge yeah. the table. Yeah, that never happens in any, they never chant we want anything else. Like I demand something, demand a fire extinguisher or yeah. a I don't know sledgehammer or something. Um, but yeah, I I still think. If I was, if you, if you said to me, would you rather, you know, let's say MJF versus Darby Allen, they're going to have a match. Would you rather it was a strap match or a tables match? I'm probably going to go for a tables match, just just for the time, just for the the action, the the, hmm. the visual of going through the table. Yeah, one thing one thing that winds me up about table matches as well is the contrived. Oh well, he went through the table, but that doesn't count because you have to be uh, propelled through the table by an opponent's hold. So oh, I kind of, I kind of like that. I kind of like that, yeah. especially like during the heyday of the table matches, like the two thousands, because they would just love. We got to get as many table spots as possible in during the match, so we're going to do a bunch where technically you don't lose. Um, but, but in that case, why just not have the f- it be a match where tables are legal and not necessarily where you win by throwing them through a table? Then you can do as many as you want. Like, uh, yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, I'm really not. I'm not really fussed about either of these. I will say just because I can th- think of some matches that I think would be on like an all time list for me. Are tables matches like the Royal Rumble two thousand one? Yeah, mm-hmm. the the very similar Survivor Series one in the same building two thousand two. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'll go tables, but it's 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 there. Neither of them are great. Neither of them are great. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, next contest: the handicap match mm. versus the cage match. Oh, and this is easy. <laughs> this is the easiest one so far. 
Uh, I'm counting all kinds of cage, hell in a cell, anything that's basically a cage to stop people getting in and out of the room. So, okay, let me. Since this one is so so obvious and easy, let me just ask a question: Has there ever been a good handicap match? No, because they're always done as a punishment or an angle. There's never like a, a, it's never a good match. It's never the aim is never really to have a good match, is it? No, I can't. I can't think of any. What about when Orton and Cena faced like the entire roster or something? That was, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, trying to get other handicap matches. Who was it who used to have like a lot of handicap matches on? Ryback. Oh yes. yeah, Ryback. Yes, actually, that, those weren't bad because he would get both of them up in the move. I like, suppose yeah. Like uh, I think Miro did some in AEW, didn't he? Miro beat some. He did some. Yeah. Maybe. I, I I mean I suppose yeah that's that's one positive you can say for for handicap matches they they lead to some good squashes um, but I don't know I don't know if that's enough to uh, to get me uh, to get me fired up for this one that's the kindest thing we can say about handicap matches um, but I yes cage match all the way I assume you both agree oh hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent cage match. Yeah. Cage match advances. Uh, the next match. Well, this is an intriguing uh, matchup. The sh- stripping match, by which I mean brawn panties, oh, match, tuxedo, tuxedo match, evening gown match, yeah. which is kind of the same. All as the greats. Match. But yeah, yeah, essentially, you have to strip your opponent out of some clothing yes. to humiliate them. Um, versus. The Inferno match. Oh my! Match. This tournament has made me realize. You know what I like? I like fucking normal wrestling. Is what I like. <laughs> I like when two fucking dudes have a fucking match. Is what I like. Uh, <laughs> the Inferno match, of course, where flames surround the ring, and typically you have to set your opponent on fire to win the match. So they're not just there to stop you getting out. God. It's actually setting your opponent on fire. When you when you when you said stripping match, I was like, okay, here's another one where it's an easy buy for whatever the other one is. But now I really don't know because here's because the funny thing about the Inferno match is that Inferno matches have been like semi main events and matches that have been supposedly important and should mm. be good between stars, and they're always shit. They are all now. Is it a cool visual? Yes. Did Undertaker and Kane having an, an Inferno match in 1998 lead to some great video package moments? Absolutely, but that match is in fucking sufferable as all their matches are, and I I can't I can't think of one good Inferno match because most of them involve Kane, so I can't think of yeah. a good one. I, I actually bought the VHS of that pay per view uh, in Debenhams uh, based on the <laughs> visual of the Inferno match on the back. I was like, oh, Unforgiven oh, ninety eight was it? Yeah. Oh God, look at that. Um, <laughs> yeah, neither neither of these are any good as sort of matches. Counterpoint: um, oh. Women run around in their undies. Oh, you big sexist! Go well, on, elaborate, the little pig. Well, I'm don't no, don't get me wrong. I I, I I prefer what women's wrestling has become. But oh, he's back as 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 a as a young man, a young adult, um, hot blooded man. If you if you ask me if I want to watch one of those matches or Kane and Undertaker fighting mm. in fire, um. I'll, pro- I'll probably not watch an Inferno match if I'm honest. Let me, let me, let me, let me disagree with you here a little bit, and let me, let me talk about something <laughs> I have never understood in wrestling, even as a wee little lad maturing 
and 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 going ballistic for Stacey Keebler's uh, um, entrance video on SmackDown here. <laughs> like, going as ballistic. as as much as 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 um you know, ladies of wrestling were an awakening for many a young man. Even at my my most desperate teenage self, I have never understood the appeal on any level then or now of like what titillation you're supposed to get out of like the it's always like just really cringy weird shit and i even even as a horny teenager i never got the appeal of a brown panties match it's like they're falling around barry barry was enjoying the tuxedo matches that's why he's no listen here listen here listen here you listen here you let me finish my point here howard finkel it's like it's just it's just kind of like You've got the you've got the good looking women, but I'm no more I'm no more entranced by by their their looks when they're doing a brown panties match than I am than when they're just on the show. Do you know what I mean? It's the same with like like HLA and all those stuff. All the people in the crowd are going, yeah, yes, brown panties match. Yes, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just it's just you all own a copy of WWF magazine with these pictures in them when they're in their laundry. Like, what are you getting out of the match? Mm. I just, I've never, I've never understood when wrestling tries to be sexy. Obviously, wrestlers can be sex symbols, of course, but I, like when, like Vince McMahon's idea of a sexy wrestling match is always the least appealing thing to me. Uh, I, 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 I think, and then, and that's just, that's just Brad Paddy's. Then there's like the fact that there's also been a million embarrassing stripping based matches with Sanjay and Jay Lethal and just I mean the the list mm-hmm. that it's a very long list. Um uh you know yeah I, I, I think I think I think I would have to go uh in Inferno matches the better of the two. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go for the stripping match for one reason and that is the finish to the Inferno matches was always incredibly hokey and stupid. Like, yes, because someone gets set on fire. So what, what do you then do? You can't like, sell that. I remember when Kane got his arm set on fire, he, he like ran to the back yeah, like, yeah. so they could put it out. And I think there was the one on SmackDown where I forget who it was. Triple H versus whoever. It was, it was Kane Midian. again. Was it, it was Triple Kane. H versus Kane again? And he set yeah. his boot on fire, I think, in that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, it's kind of stupid whereas with the stripping match you at least get that kind of satisfying finish where someone you know okay they're, they're closer off the match is over you know, i got a satisfying like, finish every time oh baby uh, i apologize, uh, I apologize. So uh, both, I, I both of these you do both of these are trash <laughs> but I, at least the strip stripping gimmick has some kind of you know applause moment to it mm. that's my thoughts paul yeah. the deciding vote Oh, it's the stripping match, 100%. Oh, I can't believe that. Oh. No, no, because I, I you know, I, I, I appreciated the... Um, Tits. The, well, yeah, oh. but the, the, uh, <laughs> oh, the, the, the quality of the match, you know, the, the wrestling on show, oh. especially that... Um, uh, and, and this, is, this is actually the sliver that I'm going to give it to. The Patterson-Briscoe evening gown match where oh. he went, Briscoe, have a banana. Classic. Oh, Five stars. Five stars. Classic. Yeah. One of the worst matches of all time. Literally uh-huh. voted one of the worst matches of all time. I I I I enjoy that that match. Don't, I, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. 
I did it. I did once. I did a a wrestling watch along thing on on Twitch, yeah. And I was only going to watch uh, uh, good matches, but then I uh, I was like, all right, for a, a, like a bit of a laugh, like in between the good ones, we'll, we'll let's stick do on, the we'll stick on that. And I couldn't even finish it. I was like, this uh, is it's 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 like the wrestling equivalent of best of the worst. I I get a real kick out of it. Except it's worst of the worst. Yeah. Well. <laughs> an orgasm's an orgasm, Barry. Oh, <laughs> listeners, I'm sorry. I didn't know he was going to be like this today. <laughs> oh well, I did go with the segment. All right, come on, Joe. Next <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. Um, where were we? Okay, so facing the stripping match will be either the Iron Man match mm. or the pole match. So I'm defining the pole, on pole, something on a pole, essentially retrieving a weapon on a pole that you can then use. That's how I'm defining that. Yeah. I mean, Iron Man matches we've discussed recently because the, the revolution main event, and we kind of talked about how mostly they're, they're, they're not great. That being said, the revolution one I thought was, was really exceptional. Hmm. And, and I, I know I, I, I love the judgment day 2001. Um, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a pole match. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of interesting conversations to be had about Iron Man matches. I think I think we had a lot of them about around the the Danielson one. Um, and I think it's a match that ninety percent of the time it's a better match conceptually than it ends up being. There's a lot of famous duds. Um, uh, it's a real test of who's who is really a, a great worker and who isn't. A lot of a lot of people have been found out in those matches. But I mean, yeah, they again, this one was almost a buy in a way because against, you know, against a cage match or something like that, Iron Man probably wouldn't stand a chance. But um, mm. but uh, yeah, I mean, the 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 pole matches, I, I again, can, can I think of literally one that was entertaining? What was that one where like back when like Miz was legitimately, you know, like. Uh, a little bit of a highlight on on Raw, not like the the kind of overrated thing he's got to become now, but like during like guest host Raw where he got fired mm. for like a uh, two weeks or a week or something, and he came back under a match. That would that that would that wasn't even like, that's literally one match, and it also wasn't even that good. It was just it was a good reveal. Uh, that was like the contract pole. on a pole. It's Eugene or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Eugene, yeah. and Calgary kid, because he was in Canada. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. this was like this was real before he won the world title. People were really getting behind Miz. That is maybe the pole match I can think of that I was like, yeah, yeah, these are all right. Um, yeah, um, yeah, few few good pole matches, but um, Iron Man match wins it for me every time. So, uh, Iron Man match advances. Excellent. Yeah. Um, next match. This is a this is a this is a tough one. The Texas Death Match mm. slash Last Man Standing match. Can't be essentially the same. Versus the I Quit Match slash Submission. Any kind of submission match. Interesting. Mm. Well, so, the AW Texas Death Match isn't a Last Man Standing match. Obviously, that's got their, their version of it has different rules. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mission or knockout, right? In yeah, but they've done, they they do ten counts in it. Yeah, they kind of that's a slightly weird thing. That is a, it is essentially a last man standing, but then they finished it with a the the most recent yeah. one ended with the Moxie submission. Yeah, it, I I like the way they do it because it's kind of like they do a dramatic ten count for a near fall, but the finish is either a submission or 
and a very dramatic the referee goes oh he's knocked out like you know mm. um yeah i think i think the last couple of years of wwe really hurt last man standings case here they've had a lot of great ones they've had a lot of great ones but i feel like they've they've kind of overstayed their welcome a little bit um but yeah, I, I I like them. I I I think I think they're a strong contender in this category. I think there's been some good ones lately. Obviously, as you mentioned, AEW picking up the mantle. I think have done really great. Mm. Yeah, I've really enjoyed the, the Hangman Texas Death matches. It, after not particularly being a big fan of Last Man Standing, because as you say, it became like a constant just opportunity for the crowd to count to ten. Which obviously crowds love counting, whether it's the Royal Rumble yeah. counting down or whether it's counting up. Um, but I, I, the submission match is an interesting one, or the, the I the I quit match. Um, no, no. Let me tell you what the problem with I quit matches is. They keep doing pinfalls. No, no. Okay, that's no. my nitpick. I, I, I wish that was my nitpick, and this is this again a WWE nitpick. Uh, I quit matches have become the ref asking the wrestler ninety times, "Do you quit? Mm. Do you quit? Do you quit? Do you quit?" Uh, which is very very annoying. Mm. very annoying I, I liked it when it was just the two wrestlers had a microphone and they would kind of banter back and forth think rock McFoley. yeah and instead they're like the ref has the mic and the ref is is do you, do you quit do you quit do you quit yeah for so many of these gimmick it. matches we're having to just like disassociate from the modern WWE version of <laughs> pretty it. much but that, that's you know, what it, that's how it exists both I quit last man's heading the peaks are so high but yeah the, the formatting of the modern ones are so also the shortcut of if you don't quit, I'm going to beat up this other person. <laughs> I, I'm I so over that. I'm so over that fucking thing. And lots of companies do that. It's so yeah. annoying. Yeah, I quit should be exclusively... Uh, 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 there's going to be a big a big move, a big devastating thing, or a submission. and mm-hmm. they can't go a, a broken... What's the famous Magnum T? The broken chair leg in the face. And I'm going to yeah. fucking oh, kill yeah. you if you don't quit. Um... Yeah, precisely. That's what it should be. So I go Texas Death on that one. Mm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm also gonna go Texas Death. Just, I think it's AEW's really brought me background on those. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, they are good. Okay, um, next round. Oh, sorry, next uh, matchup is the TNA Derby. So this is <laughs> oh, the no. Ultimate X match versus the Blindfold match. <laughs> um, well, the match that had some of the most spectacular spots in wrestling <laughs> history, or two lads who can't well, see each other. Match. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now, although um, WWE have done their share of blindfold matches as well, let's not forget that. But funnily enough, they, they've done some really good, like the, the Jake Roberts. You know, like, like they've actually done some good. The funny thing about the blindfold matches in in the modern. Again, the Russo ones. There've been some horrible ones. Again, it's like one of those one of those stipulations that you go, yes, you can. You if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you can do it our ways. But in that, like, and it's it's it is primo cheesy eighties WWF. It's the pointing and the yeah, crowd yeah. going. Like, are you gonna watch that a couple of times a year on pay per view? Not really. But as a once in a blue moon thing with the right minds doing it, it can be great. Um. Yeah, but uh, once every ten years for a blinding angle, yes, it, it yeah. can be sort of good. Um, but otherwise, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, why would you want to blindfold the people in the match? Yeah, um, Ultimate X, I never particularly took to because I just thought it was like, well, we don't want to do a ladder match. 
what can we do that's like a ladder match but a bit different? And I, I thought it was two like gladiators or ninja warrior. I was like, oh, that's a bit. That's actually a good. That's a good call. I think that's why. I think that's why some people like it. <laughs> that's what put me off. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad necessarily match. I'm sure there have been good spots and exciting matches, yeah. but I don't. Oh, really I mean, the early ones with with like Styles, Saban, Petey Williams, mm. think they had a, a triple threat one, which was absolutely outstanding. Um, as the X Division itself got kind of pared down a little bit with like. Uh, I don't know, Davari coming in and winning the title and stuff like that. The match also lost mm. a bit of luster also. But um, yeah, I, I, as someone who was watching TNA in that era, I have nothing but good memories of those matches. It was a great tag team one as well, I think. And also, this is bad and, and wrestling should be safe and all that, but some of the most spectacular near deaths in the history of uh, of this great sport. Chris Daniels. Chris uh, Daniels 09. I remember watching that on a, yeah. on a very shitty, I think Justin TV at the time, stream right. and i remember shitting my pants at that chris daniels bomb which they which they make great use of in video packages to this day to be fair to them yeah no I, i'll always have a soft spot i mean i remember watching as i said aj styles at his peak chris Saban and pd williams all at their peak arguably just having these outstanding matches it was great okay so i think we're all going for ultimate x yeah is is Elevation X going to make an appearance at any point during this? I don't even remember that one. What is it? That was like the scaffold one. I didn't include the, the scaffold, the scaffold match. match. Okay. No. Um, maybe I should have put that in. Yeah, oh, anyway. Um, okay. Two more contests to go. The next one is the MMA rules match. Ugh. However you want to define that. There's been a lot of kind of variations on that. Blood sport like. Yeah. I kind of like that, but I'm thinking of like the AJ Styles MMA match. Remember that one? Or the Frank one? Trigg. Yeah. Well, there was one recently in WWE. Was it Rollins and Riddle? Had one. Yeah, Fight Pit. Oh, the yeah, Fight that. Pits have actually, well, not the Rollins one, but the, the first Fight Pit was good <laughs> with Thatcher. Yeah, Thatcher. Kind of Fight Pits, Lion's Den match, any any yeah. kind of thing in that variety. Versus the Street Fight. The classic Street Fight, hardcore match, lights out match, whatever you want to call it. Two yeah. guys can basically do whatever they want. Yeah, um, I got. I think I got to go Street Fighter that one. Um, I, I as an M, a lapsed MMA fan, I've always kind of got a kick out of those if done well. Mm. I think they can be effective, but at the same time, what is in in the context of wrestling? What is an MMA match when that's always the rest, weird thing? Re- like I wrestling itself is purported to be to be real in that world. So yeah. Um, when they're done well, like you know, like Bloodsport, I think I think that that can certainly be an interesting mm. style. I, I was going to um, say, look, we, we've we've all enjoyed Bloodsport to a degree, mm-hmm. haven't we? I, yeah. I would also say that that among my favorite things, uh, every time we would go to Germany for those weekends, is they would do their equivalent of Bloodsport, but better than Bloodsport. Well, because, yeah, because it's not GCW, <laughs> um, but uh, they would do their version, and it would be like Walter and. Tim Thatcher and Speedball, and they'd be going in there, and they would they would to sound like the ultimate fucking message board wrestling dork. They would go pure sports, and they would have a guy throw an illegal strike, and he gets a talking to from the referee, and it's it, like it's fucking great. But again, kind of like we were talking about with the blindfold match, we all loved that shit. It was our highlight of all those Germany trips. But if there was a promotion doing that full time, would I watch it? I wouldn't. Like it's a nice little treat to do once in a blue moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, 
I guess it also include like boxing matches as well, but like work, worked worked boxing yeah. matches, like Piper, sure. Mister T, and things like that. Big um, Show Mayweather, yeah. Which to an extent, the, the, the thing is, you're doing a worked shoot match, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is what wrestling is supposed to be. Except obviously, wrestling is wrestling because doing a worked shoot match is yeah. really boring and fake looking. So, yeah, I mean. When it comes to the MMA style, I I would almost just prefer to watch some some good strong style of Japanese yeah match because yeah. that to me sometimes even with Bloodsport recently sometimes you watch it and the style doesn't exactly look I think I I don't remember what match it was where I was just watching the the grappling and I'm like well as someone with even a very fundamental level of understanding from watching UFC of how that works I'm like these guys are obviously completely clueless at that actual like grappling or wrestling mm. um and that kind of took me out of it whereas if i'm if i'm just watching you know in japan two two lads leather it out of each other that gives me more of that same thrill than than a staged mma match does yeah so, so i go for a street fighting though cool and the final one is the flag match where you must retrieve your opponent's flag. Wait, or is it your flag or your opponent's flag? I don't remember. It's, you, it's yours because the, the American always gets the USA. Oh, then they know. wave their own flag, yeah. yeah. So you have to retrieve your flag <laughs> and wave it, I guess. I don't know. Versus the ladder match. Well, I think the, the flag match <laughs> is just an extension of the pole match, right? Which we've Yeah, could, that is actually true. We've boo booed earlier. A pole match, but it's kind of a double, double pole. Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. this is again. This is another one that there's, there's not there's not any real debate to be had. But if you want yeah. if you wanted to have a comment, I mean, I, we're I think as a podcast, we're and there, I know most podcasts I listen, we're all collectively over ladder matches, aren't we? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's 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 um, those are a tough fucking sell these days. Now the Ring of Honor one was class there a couple of weeks ago, but it, mm. but even still, you know, it's it's yeah. I think I think we've all kind of had our fill a little bit. Yeah, I do. I do think flag matches are a I'd say they're better than the pole match. I know essentially it's the same thing, but I feel like it's because you, you're getting the flag and that kind of wins the match. It's not like getting a weapon that then just you True. use to win the match. I do like that concept. And it's, um, it's kind of like a ladder match in the sense that you're trying to retrieve something to win the match. And mm. it's, it's quite, it's good every so often when you've got the right kind of heel, you know, the kind of evil, evil foreigner heel um, to be, Brought to heel by a a good old fashioned American babyface by, by Cody Rhodes. Yeah. yeah, Cody. Oh, Cody Rhodes versus um, one of the Samoans, and they can have the Samoan flag on one side, American flag on the other, and uh, Cody can win. Yeah, and that's the real quiz. So, yeah, and end end racism <laughs> yeah. once and for all. Finally. Uh, so I assume we're all going for the ladder match. Yeah, quite, I've been sick of them. I mean, some of the most iconic matches, especially also as, as people of our generation, we you know, you know, we we'd be disingenuous to not pick it. I think. Okay, there we go. So that is round one complete. So round two is set up, and we will do that one next week. So look forward to that. Good stuff, Joe. Thank you so much. Um. Sticking with the wrestling tip, we'll segue uh, from our, um, our our quiz in to our uh, reviews. And, and I, mean, I think, folks, this is a 
a pretty uncontentious point, but uh, I mean, is it fair to say that was one of the worst dynamites in recent memory? <laughs> Uh, even even considering the fact that they are not exactly on a hot streak lately, uh, I would say no on that. No, nah, that was all right. Really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was good. I didn't think oh, it's a great dynamite, but I, I wasn't that bothered by it. I agree I with you. I really disliked this. Uh, this dynamite. <laughs> no, was quite... I didn't feel that strongly about it. Um, I did think I did. I hated the opening segment. I hated it. Yes, this was the the three yeah. three of the four pillars. Coming out and saying mean things about each other in a very unconvincing kind of way. It it feels feels like an. It just yeah. It's like it's like what you're watching um, Laguna Beach or The OC or something. Or well, I love Chad more than you, (laughs) and you know, it's just fight, and the best fighter gets the title shot. You know. And you can do a promo about that. You can do a promo about, well, I've I've scratched and clawed. But you can only do that so much. And it seems like every week they're coming out and saying the same things. And, oh, you don't deserve it. And, well, I had to sleep in my car. And I had to. And it's like, I'm sick of them doing it. But in general in wrestling, I'm sick of the feuding about who got more opportunities and who's the favorite and i had like i i'm sick of people talking about how they want to be stars shut the fuck up shut Mm. up i'm so bored of that talking point they all came off as heels when when they do that as well they don't there's there's no one in the promo where i'm going all right i'm pulling for this person because of the point what 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 happened to a good old-fashioned crowd rousing let's go win the belt Instead yeah. of snidey comments about yeah. Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara heel, mm, I Darby mm, Allen Sammy. actually like you, mm. but you're a real piece of piece of shit or whatever. Like, come on, come on. That's, that's what I liked about last week's the Sting MJF Darby promo because it was very much like Sting MJF accused Darby of of using Sting as his kind of. Yeah, big brother, babysitter. Sting comes out and says, no, I'm just there. You know, I've got his back, just like Cody had your back. And actually, when I retire, Darby's going to go on and be the champ. He's going to be the main man. It's like, yeah, mm. perfect. There's no sh- silly. There's a little bit of a, sh- you know, the mention of Cody and everything, but nothing silly. Delivery was great. And it had a point to it. It was all about Darby doesn't need me. You know, I'm here to have his back, but he doesn't really need me. He can do it without me. And that's yeah. brilliant. That is so. That's like total baby face. Like you know, he can get the job done. He can win the big one. You know, with no one's help. Perfect. Right. And then this week, it's just the exact opposite. And it's like Whoa. I, I have another problem with it as well. And let me illustrate this by throwing out uh, an idea here. Right, mm. um, Joe or Barry, can you do for me an impression of the way Steve Austin talks when he's doing? What? Listen, you dumb son of a bitch. I'm about to come back there. Whoop your ass. One time. Two times. Yeah. Three times. What? Can you do an impression of The Rock doing a promo? Well, well let, let me tell you, you Brody, The Rock is going to send body after body after body over the top rope on the way to kiss your mama. <laughs> yes, man. Can you do an impression of the way Triple H does a promo? Triple H, I'm the best in the game. 20 minutes later, <laughs> I'm the time to play right. the game. Point being, 
can you do an impression of Sammy Guevara doing a promo or Darby Allen doing a promo or Jungle Boy doing a promo or tell me what is the difference between the three of them? That they'd all be chewing gum, uh, which annoys me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. The thing is, that. Jungle Jack. Ah, <laughs> uh, wah wah wah. What's up, Doc? <laughs> point being is they all sound and speak exactly identically and no one you know you know there's the thing about character design about if you see a silhouette of a character and you mm-hmm. can still tell who it is that that's that's a well designed character model or whatever i feel the same way with promos you, you think of the great promos and they all have an individual voice that is unique to them you can mm-hmm. hear in your head their cadence their voice tone i'm not even necessarily talking about catchphrases i'm just talking about delivery exclusively yeah. and then you have and i don't want to say these three guys specifically but in a sense modern wrestling anyone who's come through nxt they all fucking sound the same no one sounds any different or has a unique way of speaking and when they do like mjf for instance yeah. they're oh they're the best promo in history they're the best of all time mm. because they're because they do it slightly different than literally everyone else in the world yeah. I think that's something that these guys have to be cognizant of and start to pay attention to is that idea. But that was my problem here is fucking they all sound the same. No one's no one's cool or badass or fun. They're all just whiny babies doing the 2016 NXT promo class model mm-hmm. of wrestling, which mm-hmm. is which is not the most exciting. Well, so that segment sucked. And then it led to a weird <laughs> thing. There's a tournament between the three of them and the winner goes on to face MJF. But now Sammy's... I mean, it's, it, it's going to be Darby Allen because they did the Sting thing already. I mean, 100% that's what's going to surely, be. Surely, right? surely. But then I, I I don't want to see Darby lose this early. I feel like he should. I think, I, 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 think, I think it's going to be a four-way. I think it's going to be a four-way. I think it, that's you what think I they'll revert back? Because they're leading so much into it's not going to be a four-way. And also, like... I think if Jungle Jack was tr- truly out of the conversation, they would have pinned him with, you know, obviously with MJF running in and, and blah, blah, blah. But I think they would have uh, just pinned him. But doing a count out, that's very, he's going to the pay-per-view, so we can't beat him uh, to me. I don't know. I feel like AEW have been good to this point of sticking with their stipulations and not bullshitting and... Redconning, yeah, but I mean, listen, I'm low. I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm lower on this show than you guys are. So, uh, but I, uh, I, I can see though in what you say in, in terms of MJF being involved and there being a, a a unique finish that maybe that gives them some wiggle room for doing something with that down the line. But um, I would prefer if they didn't, to be honest. Yep. Um, then there was the tag match. Um, they were in, in Pittsburgh, so it was a very hot uh, Pittsburgh. Brit, yeah. Brit, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Very hot match, uh, which Britt Brit and Jamie won. I quite enjoyed that. Of course. Um, then uh, Wardlow um, got a new manager, um, Mr. Double A, Arn Anderson, in a tremendous white tracksuit, all white tracksuit, looking like yeah. the, looking like the sort of uh, Arn Anderson who sort of died and come back as an angel, um, wearing, <laughs> wearing all white. <laughs> Um, so that's you know it's good to see him back. 
see how that and i'm not sure it's going to help board like much but no well least. do you think they're going to pair them going forward or is that just for the oh, I think, pay off qt yeah. the, the qt thing i think all oh, right yeah. i was hoping they put them together because at least it gives wardlow wardlow needs so i mean here's here's another, another one here's an issue I'm, I'm having with the show is that like i feel like they got no idea for this guy they're doing no. crappy attitude era car angles and he's losing. I was like, no, he's winning here, but it's just kind of like angle was just lame and and paired him with you know. And I don't, I don't think he's going to be with Arn Anderson full time, but like the match mm. kind of revolving around Arn to a degree felt really desperate. Like the crowd just aren't into him Wardlow enough. Um, you know, that's that's part of my grievance. It's like okay, like Hobbs got a nothing run, absolutely nothing. People have been waiting. For a long time, for the Hobbs, the Hobbs chance on television, he gets it. This is what he get. It's over. What are we doing? Back to Wardlow. I don't want to shit on Wardlow because I think he is good and I think he, he's he's a good prospect for them to have. But he's not. He's not where he needs to be. Um, and I, I I think this whole division just feels so flat right now. Um, right. Um. Well, just to put into context, right? Um, I was reading. Um, what was I reading? I was reading my my Inside the Ropes magazine, which which is the new the new issue. We just just recently came out, and at the time of writing, Samoa Joe was still the TNT champion. How long ago <laughs> does that feel? That's like four rains ago. Because it went Joe, Wardlow, Hobbs, Hobbs. Wardlow, Wardlow, right? Mm. Yeah, so. I thought that was funny because there was a review of Revolution in it, and Joe obviously went into Revolution as the TNT champion. Mm. God, that feels like an age ago as well. Kind of weird. What was after the uh, the elite? Ah, so yeah. So, what did you think of this? Did you not like this segment, Mister Murphy? This This, the elite versus BCC. I like this. I like this. This is this is the BCC stuff remains like the stuff I'm just really, really into in this uh, mm. in this game in, in this okay. uh, uh, show for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I thought this was good, and I thought um, Takeshita came out looking. Very yeah, he got a nice rub, didn't he? Nice big. It was that was the perfect kind of like baby face making you know star making moment, like running out to save them. That just you don't see that enough. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like that, and I'm intrigued as to where that where that goes. Uh, Don Callis coming out with a chair, then running back. He's a coward. He's a coward. Then he comes comes out with Takeshi. Mm. It was was a nice moment, and and obviously paid off him kind of scouting Takeshi for the last while as well. Yeah, uh, so it's cool. Uh, the Wardlow match talks about that. Um, Sammy then agreed to help MJA. I can't exactly remember what he said, but there was a big he, check. He gave him a blank check to not to throw the match essentially at. At double or nothing if he gets yeah. there. This was stupid. I didn't like it. <laughs> <You see>? um, <laughs> this was like TNT title sort of shit. Um, yeah, I didn't say I like this dynamite. I'm just saying it wasn't like it wasn't as bad as that like uh, October 2019. Well, yeah, that's, 2019 that's the stuff. one. That's what I, I referenced the yesterday when I finished it. If you have fairly, fairly, you don't think it's that bad. That's fine. But I, I yeah, you know, because to, anyway. to follow that was Commander versus Jay White, which. Kind of a good match, but not. They seem to be wrestling different matches at the same time, and it's just a very weird Jay White situation with Jay White to be in. I I thought, hmm, I thought Jay White did pretty well in this match. Mm. 
And it did, not that I thought it was amazing or anything, but I thought it gave me a little bit of hope for what most people have speculated on, which is maybe it'll just be nice to see him in a not 45 minute match, which I did think it was. <laughs> uh, and I think he's, he's I think, uh, he, I mean, this, this was true in New Japan as well, but I think his charisma really jumps off the screen. I think mm. he, I actually, I, I, I like this, but here's my, my grievance again. I think my grievance overall with, 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 the, sh- with the show this week and kind of just lately is the booking. We're getting Sean Spears doing Ty Dillinger nostalgia reaction shots in the crowd, holding up scorecards for this match. And I was watching this going, TK, what are you doing, brother? Because this is not what I want out of fucking this show. Like, this is not what I want out of a commander match. You know what I mean? Just fucking let him do his match. I don't need Sean Spears. I really don't. Uh, yeah, this whole thing's such a weird mix. Stark, Spears, Juice Robinson, Jay White. Yeah, it's, a, it's a weird one. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I've been I've been a big Sean Spears um, critic, as you might recall. And I've been a defender. Yeah, and now I think we've flipped. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to say this is good. No, 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 no. Don't worry, I'm <laughs> not going to say it's good. Can I I'm just saying. Actually, I like Sean Spears. Now. <laughs> I, no, no, I'm just going to say Sean Spears... He's he's been out of out of action for a long time. He had the thing with his mother, yes, and had a little baby in that. Let's give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. I'm all. I'm absolutely all for giving him a chance. I think I agree. Like two two extra hours of TV coming up. You're going to need bodies on those shows. Yeah. You're going to need the, la- the little laminated pages with numbers on it. You know, pop them in the bin. Pop poppy in the bin. Stop doing the 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 hands. Ty Dillinger was never over let's be real <laughs> people got into it for five minutes ironically and um, he came out with the big huge collars and that terrible well, let's let, you know, give him a chance give him a chance i i don't i didn't like when he he thought moving his hands weirdly was acting but we'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let's give him the benefit of the doubt when, when when someone goes away for a long time they come back repackage okay i'm 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 coming in with an open an open mind clean slate let's take it from here um yeah the numbers and stuff is goofy um and i think frankly jay white i don't i'm not a huge jay white fan i don't think any of us are particularly enamored with him but i felt like him coming in he was going to slot in slightly higher up the card but let's see then well there was a brief interlude with fdr learn via a television screen that mark briscoe had been attacked which was kind of very weird and then they rushed off to the locker room to find him <laughs> right next it's to like, his locker room it's like, it's like, he's just over there did you not see him go in anyway yeah. that led to a the a eight man on, on i tell you what i haven't, I haven't watched rampage again by the way because it was obviously it was only last night um i'm loving mark briscoe with the jay lethal gang mm. i'm loving that stuff I just love Mark Briscoe. It's great. He, he's great. But 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 that group is just the right amount of goofy for it to work mm. as well. That's a good like lower card, mid card kind of yeah. thing. Like but just, to, to is that is that where FTR should be? Well, no, but they, they're obviously associated yeah. with Mark Briscoe, so it makes sense. Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, but if okay, okay, but okay, but if Mark Briscoe is going <laughs> okay. to do is going to do wacky jeff jarrett impact world order comedy hour which i am fine with because i think that's a fun mix 
God forgive me for being on Ball's side, but all that grousing he did when he had 17 title belts but not getting put in enough serious proper tag matches on Dynamite. It's like, well, this I do agree. I, I agree that it would feel better if it was FTR, who were always at the top, taking, taking a little step down to do something on the side and, and help out Mark Briscoe, rather than FTR, who have been doing basically nothing for six months. This is their level, you know? Um, they, they, they seriously need to kickstart the old tag team division again and get some get some tag shit going. Yeah. Because it feels like there's there's not ready-built challengers for FTR, but... No. And, and later on, they had the Acclaimed versus uh, 2.0 and Jake Hager, which was yeah. just a... It was like a house show match, which they just threw out in the middle of it. For the sixth week in a row, this is where the Acclaimed might have to join the JAS. Like, how many times can we go through that? That angle is, again, uh, like, just, oh, we're going to make him join the stable. Like, it's just, like, it's just, it's, there's so much stuff on the show that, like, okay, maybe it's not the, like, the, the Dark Order, the infamous Dark Order Young Bucks angle. That is, like, that was dreadful. That was real kind of, this company's barely existing mm-hmm. and they're already scraping the bottom of the barrel. And, um, and, and we're all glad that they, they reset the clock after that a little bit. Like, th- there's nothing that bad, but it's all just a bunch of stuff you go, ugh. Oh, you're gonna to have to join our stable. You, nobody buys it for a second because why would you? You know, it's like it's it feels like time wasting. It's another. It's there another act. You look at your 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 watch. And you go, weren't the acclaimed one of the hottest things five minutes ago? Mm-hmm. What happened there? Now they're fucking around with Daddy Magic. Love Daddy Magic. Love the cool hand edge. Jabrones. Uh, they are Jabrones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually, because I I think I suggested this feud like a month, couple of months back. So it's like, so it's your fault. It's all my fault. I was like, I thought two point would be perfect fodder for the acclaimed, and I still think they are. It's just the angle itself is just so silly and convoluted. Like, could yeah. they not? It could have just been two point don't like the acclaimed and they want to fight them. And, and, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I I, I I get the angle though that the acclaimed are. Their whole thing is the rap and the uh, and not so much folks on the wrestling, and so they they're a perfect fit for our group as opposed to it being I don't know fucking whoever Ricky Starks to be a JJS like the acclaimed are more aligned to what their gimmick is, so I get that. Oh, but oh, it just seems like every week it's it's we'll have some stipulation they have to join, they don't join, and then they do it again the following week, and they do it again the following week, and again the following week. Yeah, like they already did. They already did the angle where they turned and beat up the acclaimed. And then now on Dynamite, it's Will the Acclaim join the JS? They already beat him up. They already attacked them. God. Silly. Um, and the only other thing we haven't covered is the, the big angle. Adam Cole, Chris Jericho. Uh, we hear from Jer- Chris Jericho and Adam Cole segment. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so they, Jericho uh, said he didn't respect Adam Cole, he didn't respect him at all. <sighs> And of course, some very kind words for Jericho, and, and Jericho didn't. And uh, yeah, ended up with them attacking Adam Cole. Britt Baker came out to make the save, and ended up being uh, Singapore caned by the the outcasts. Yeah, which I thought was a very good angle. It was very good. Adam, Adam Cole handcuffed to the to the ropes, and... which I've never I've never seen before. They didn't handcuff one of his hands, and then have the other cuff on the rope. They just did it one of the cuff over his hand and the rope at once. I that was very odd, but then when I was kind of looking at it, I was going, the handcuffs were really long. 
So I'm wondering, yeah. were they doing, were they going over this and they're like, wait, if we handcuff him to the rope, we're going to have, and there's been so many of these in wrestling history, we're going to have a shitty thing where it looks like he has to pretend to get there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked it. I'm just saying it I've was, never it seen was, it. No, before. it was nice. It was, it was, it was, it was odd, but it was, it was nice. Yeah. Done. I, I thought this was a good angle. I could have done without her dramatically going, Austin, you know, you know. The, yeah, well, the, the Steve, the, Steve Austin, is he going to come out? The shouting Austin. of the real name. But again, you know, all access now available to watch on TNT's true, web app true, or whatever true, the true. fuck. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we always roll our eyes at the uh, real name equals this is a shoot. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially in this context. No, I thought the angle was very good. Very I good. liked it. I liked it. I just thought I think, I think, I think the outcasts are, even though... That's definitely an angle that we've complained about in the past, myself in particular. I think they've it's come together well. They look like stars. They got their matching jackets. And I think the JAS, it, it kind of fits like a glove because they're kind of the, we're not going to say it, but we're the WWE girls and they're the sports entertainers. Um, yeah, for sure there's an alignment there. And d- dating back to the, the, the stuff that made AEW interesting to begin with was bringing back big factions. Everyone should have a faction. You need you need, you need need factions. You need people to, to eat your pins. You need people to, to you know, do your run-ins and, and get heat. Blah, 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 blah. And I think more people in... in in this conjoined unit, the better. I, I I I like that a lot. I've always liked the idea of factions, even if it's not necessarily the WWE version of a faction. I like, for example, in New Japan, where you have mm. Chaos and Bullet Club, and it's not necessarily you ever get Chaos all out for a promo, but you know that these wrestlers are in alignment with each other. I, I've always liked that model, so... If if JS and the the outcasts are kind of that where where the outcasts aren't necessarily in JS, but there's an alignment there. That, that, that's the stuff that I'm into. And I, I think is cool. I didn't watch Rampage. I did not watch Rampage either. I watched the first segment. <laughs> Go on, give it, us your it review. It was a Saturday Rampage, was it? Yeah, it was yeah, on last it was on night. Saturday yeah. night. Um, I can't remember what happened, but Jeff Hardy did a promo. He said. I'm retiring from screwing up. Um, <laughs> Good. And then, yeah, which is good news, really. If you think about it. Yeah, that, I, I, I fear that will be a Terry Funk retirement, though. Yeah, so, I feel like that's a that's a clip people will probably post in very poor taste in the next six months. I would say. Mm. Um, um, I was trying to explain to Brona his track record and why some people are. Not particularly happy that he's. I mean, I, I don't want to fucking tell the guy to fuck off forever or anything, but it's like it, like it is chance a million. It's like it's fucking constantly drink driving. It just it's, it just irritates the shit out of me. It really does, um, you know. And and I I think perhaps this is a bit spicy, but I think it's very funny that the extremely contentious person who might not be allowed back is CM Punk, but. But Jeff Hardy, well, Jeff Hardy made CM Punk a motherfucking, a fuck, superstar. fucking superstar. That's fucking what the word on the street is. Star. Yes. <laughs> God, what a saga! I think he did a swanton onto a cow or something. I don't remember what our our segment was from a decade ago when we did God, that. I think that's probably still up on my YouTube. There's probably people. It, it, it's on YouTube. I think a deep dive in like, oh, I'm watching this fella play uh, Half Life. Well, let me go through his YouTube channel. What is this? <laughs> Ah, that, and it's definitely in 240p as well. <laughs> of course, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, yeah, but well, anyway, that's that's the rest. I 
I hope Jeff. I hope Jeff Hardy's absolutely right. I've, I've like, you know, up until this one, I've kind of always said, oh well, look, you know, maybe next time will be the one for him. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, is that the wrestling for this week? That's the wrestling for this week. I did uh, forget there. I, I do have an email. <laughs> um, and this is actually a good. This is we should have covered this in the news. This is from one Michael H. Oh, I remember La- him. Loudy speak alum. Thank you very much for emailing, Michael. Hope you're keeping well. He says, this is alls now, but do any of you CSP lads have any thoughts or takes on John Morrison's shoot fight? I saw a clip of it. He beat up the big guy off epic mealtime. Yeah, J- Johnny yeah. Boxing actually won. Not only did he have a fight, but he won. And, in, and he got a knockout as well, because I see... Yeah. I, I, I don't know what official one this was, because now there's like six. But I see clips of all these influencer, celebrity, freak shows all the time. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the British ones with the TikTok people are horrendous. They are horrendous. It is just... It's teenagers and people with zero experience to the point that I'm like, you definitely don't have the same commissions as like in the States, because this is farcical. But this the, this, the clip I saw of, of the John Morrison one looked approaching more professional, and he got a knockout, which never happens in these in these things. You never get an actual kind of decisive win, do you? In a right. in a celebrity thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised, given that he's obviously a very athletic, in good shape man. Yeah fighting your man off epic meal. epic meal time it's a miracle it, it, uh, a congenital heart condition has felled epic meal time guy moments before he could step into the ring <laughs> so i wasn't surprised but um yeah good on him good on him john, um, john, johnny boxing is not he's no spring chicken either is he no he must be he's definitely in his 40s. 45 46 and he's and he's he's winning fucking boxing matches for him I mean, he's one of the obviously best best conditioned people out there. Forty three, he is. Yeah. Is he really? Wow. Yeah. Fair play to him. Um, and he was on. Michael and he was on Bloodsport this year. So that, that was probably his prep. That was his training <laughs> camp. Did he win on Bloodsport? I don't remember. I don't think he did. Wouldn't it be funny if you tune into the celebrity boxing? It's like, oh, I like John Morrison. Let's see how he does. And then he does a Eddie Gordo Tekken three Quapoera kick to the guy's head and knocks him out. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, that is our email. Thank you so much, Michael. If you want to email, chairshotpodcast.com, there's a little form on there you can fill out. You can you can um, uh, pop us a correspondence. Uh, movies this week. Has anyone been to Le Cinema to see a popular new release? Yes, I have. Go no. on. Do, 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 do. I went to see... The Super Mario movie, Super Mario Bros. Mamma Mia. And the reason why I went to see it is, like Joe, Super Mario was a very big part of my childhood on this on the old SNES. Uh, and continued as a, as a big Nintendo boy uh, who never owned a PlayStation or a PS2. I, I, you know, my, my childhood is full of Mario World, Mario 64, Mario Kart, Sunshine, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, Odyssey. No, nah, fuck, I hate GTA. Shit, shit games. When's that movie um, coming out? <laughs> oh, give, gives a fuck. Um, but uh, I felt it appropriate to go to the cinema, sit down and see the big Nintendo logo come up at the start of the movie. Um, 
as someone who's been so deep in, into Nintendo for, for a very long time. Uh, as far as the movie goes, it's like it's like aggressively all right. Yeah. It's um I would struggle to the the point out many things about it that were bad. I mean, I think objectively there's a scene early on involving a dog which was indistinguishable from like a minions movie. Yeah, that, that uh, felt out of tone with the rest of the movie. Illumination had that just on a hard drive somewhere, and Nintendo were like, I can pop you over those Mario character models if you want. To yeah, see in there. Dra- drag and drop. Drag and drop it. Yeah, yeah. You record any voice lines yet? No, doesn't matter. Does all right. Yeah, and that was that was horrendous. That was horrible. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad, but it, it, was, it, it sucked. But it was. You're so right. It could have been from any film in the last twenty, any kids animated film from the last twenty years. The the bits of the movie that were actually the Super Mario Bros. movie. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, my biggest criticism with it is that not only is there is there not much of a plot, the plot that there is, there is no like twists and turns. There's no, I, I mentioned that on Discord in the week, there's no bit where like Mario and Luigi, the whole story is that Mario and Luigi are the, the best pals and they'll always be there for each other, right? Yeah. You, you don't get the scene then where it goes wrong and they have a little bit of a falling out. Yeah. And then at the end, they come together and save the day. Instead of that, nothing happens, and it's 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 so straightforward. The, the, it, it's it's like in Last of Us. I'm going to use another video game to screen analogy here. Well, they're very similar. Go on. It's like if you're playing Last of Us. Do you know when you're playing Last of Us and you can see in the distance the object, the the hotel. Hmm. It's like that if. It, it was just a straight road to the hotel. <laughs> you yeah. didn't make any diversions or any, t- just there you go, straight to the end. Uh, if this movie was like a, a a bar graph, it would just be a straight line from bottom left to top right. There's no emotional dips. There's no emotional roller coaster you go on. There's no conflict or adversity the characters really face. It's just they go. And and my theory on this, my conspiracy theory is that as Nintendo are notoriously strict about how their characters are portrayed, I, I bet they were a pain in the hole to work with. Yes, I would, uh, I would actually agree. I, like, I, like yeah. they, here's, here's, our, here's our draft of the script, and Miyamoto has a look and he goes, well, Mario and Luigi simply don't fight. Yeah, it's funny. That scene you just, uh, that hypothetical scene you just described, where they have, it's, when they announced this, I pictured one in my head as well. I was like, you know what? two-thirds of the way through this they're going to be in a dungeon or something bowser will have captured him and flung him into a dungeon yeah. and and luigi's gonna gonna want to go home and mario's gonna say what you mean we got to leave with the princess and they're gonna have a fight and it's gonna be their it's gonna be their rugrats movie moment where tommy nearly pours yes. banana yeah. on dill's head and, Dil, prize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it Me never came and it's funny because you, you 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 assume nintendo and i think that's a perfectly fine theory but part of me also thought that also illumination and just general hollywoody shite where it's just like no it's a kids film so that which we know is bullshit we know from decades of pixar and every other great you know kids filmmaker that it's it's complete bullshit but it's all just very spreadsheety market analysis researchy that no um you can't actually do that and no it has to be straightforward kids won't follow it there has to be a scene where they uh flood a bathroom and a dog gets out and there's a, a whole caper and um yeah this is like these uh beautiful fantastical wonderful arrangements of this iconic music done that's good but kids love acdc you gotta get yeah, this yeah. fucking right it's it it feels like it's weird to say this about a fucking Super Mario film. 
it feels like there's a way better film in there, and it got sanded down and 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 yeah. broadened to an insane degree. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think our expectations here are too high. I mean, I've seen some right shit that at least has had those components. Yeah. Do you know? Because this is just fundamentally what a film is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Even your most abstract art house films will typically have some sort of three act structure to them where there's a, there's a, a journey started, there is adversity experienced and a, a issue resolution. Um, so in a sense, this feels more like a two act movie where they start a journey and then they complete it. And there's, there's very little happens to them along the way. Uh, it's chock-a-block full of references, of course, which is why I think my score was as generous as it was. I gave it a three star on Letterboxd. Same. Because as someone who's a big Nintendo fan, I kind of, you know, I, I, I'm a hypocrite. You know, I'll give out about Star Wars doing its, well, that guy over there is from the cantina scene at 17 minutes. If you pause in Star Wars, you'll see him in the background. <laughs> But I, you know, as I'm such a big Nintendo guy, this this is kind of the property that I'll I'll get that fan servicey kick out of. Um, the score fantastic when it wasn't pop songs, as Barry mentioned, uh, looked great, and I thought the performances were generally good. I thought uh, I thought Anya Taylor Joy was dreadful as Peach. She's though. not very good. No. Uh, she she recorded her lines in an hour on voice notes. It sounds like. Um. I think Jack Black obviously was standout as Bowser. Keegan Michael Key was fun as Toad. The Mario Brothers were fine as well. It's funny enough, I kind of thought they were both good. No problem with either of them. I kind of thought yeah. Charlie Day was weaker than than Pratt because, and this is just something he's going to have to deal with if he wants to keep to an enemy. He's unmistakably Charlie Day. You just you cannot hear anyone I, else. I'll, other than I'll agree with you to the extent that I think Pratt felt more like. A Mario than they did like a Luigi. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, but but also there's stuff that the film kind of sets up that it never truly pays off. You have, um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to say this without, without spoiling the movie, but again, frankly, there's not the, much. This is a movie with no twists and turns, so I, there's there's not much to spoil. But like, okay, Luigi as a character is timid and scared. So you're gonna get your moment where he saves saves the day. Basically, you kind you kind of do, but they don't they don't play it up as much. Mario doesn't like mushrooms in this world. You get it? Mario doesn't like mushrooms. mushrooms. So you're thinking, okay, well, probably what will happen is by the end of the movie, he'll have to have the mushroom to, 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 to and save the day. No, they pay, they do that like twenty minutes into the movie, and then it's not a thing. Immediately um, after the interview, no, not immediately, but like it, like. At the beginning of the adventure, he has a mushroom, and he's like, "Oh, I hate mushrooms." (laughs) (laughs) Because when they introduced that he doesn't like mushrooms, I thought, "Oh, that's clever." That'll you know that'll be then later on the payoff. No, Um, there's there's a thing about like Toad going on the adventure, right? So he's he's trying to tag along, and it's Peach and Mario, and Toad's like, "Well, I'm can I come?" And they're like, "Yeah, you're going to come, and you're going to help us." Toad then does nothing for the rest of the movie and isn't involved in the finale whatsoever yeah you, you think you think that's gearing up to be a donkey and shrek style kind of this unwanted little pest but he's gonna be charming and with us around and he's in there because it's a fucking mario movie and we gotta have a a, a, a notable toad character in there yeah um 
so yeah, I mean, look at think at the end of the day, there's not much to to dissect from it. It's it's a remarkably straightforward film. It looks nice. It sounds nice, but uh, I wouldn't even say that I was like bored by it. But I I couldn't believe the not even lack of ambition, but just just how little happens story wise from from the point of view of the film being compelling or or exciting. Um. Like I, I was even thinking, you know, at the start they have their 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 ad that they do, and they're doing the the wacky Italian voices. I was just I, when, as I was watching that, I was picturing in my head the scene later in the movie where Luigi's like, "Mario's always always about you. You were always the st- had to be the star. It was never about me. You always did." Again, never never happened. Nothing nothing ever happened. I did like the little Charles Martinet cameos. That was yeah. that was nice as well. D- deserved. Although I I I was outraged as well as many were when I was watching the credits, waiting for that post-credit scene, which, <laughs> whatever. Um, and and the music credits are coming, and DK Rap from Donkey Kong 64, no credit to the, how, the, the man like, who wrote it. Like, I just don't understand how, in this day and age, with a company as litigious as Nintendo, I don't know how that happens. Yeah, well, they, they, they I, I assume... Or have ownership over the track. Or whatever, I guess but, so, but it's but just, like just give the the guy who wrote give him some fucking credit for God's sake because everything else is thunderstruck, written by, licensed through. Yeah, it's, it sticks whatever. out like a sore thumb. And then it's DK Rap from Donkey Kong from this game. <laughs> yeah, and and you know even even not knowing that that song was going to be in the movie and all of that, I've obviously been talking a lot in the past months about my fandom for for grand kirkup and his music and games and then this thing happens and comes along and it fucking sucks but anyway that's that's the mario movie it's not uh bad uh and it's not particularly good it's just it's just there and uh i can't imagine watching it a second time because there's not much to get yeah i'm actually very curious about that I, i'm not <laughs> it would hold up very well no. um Speaking of holding up very well, though, I did go to see John Wick Chapter 4. That fucking nobody is John Wick again. And it was it was great because uh, uh, a bunch of my friends had not seen it, two of whom were, were off kind of uh, uh, traveling recently when it came out. And I was like, I will go see it again when we're yeah. all free to go and see it. And we did go see it, and it was great getting to experience it with people who didn't see it the first time and, and, and were brand new to it. And they all raved about it when we came out. God, it's great. God, it is fantastic. It is. And I think and I think what really stood out to me on the repeat viewing was um it it the, there it, there are so many great little character moments stitching together all the mayhem. Probably the best in the series so far. And you know, like like Donnie Yen for as incredible as he is action wise, is like really great understated performance. Kane, such an interesting character. Um, that stuff is great. That stuff is great, and that was the stuff where I felt like the wheels were starting to fall off three a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So, anyone wondering how that holds up on a rewatch? And again, on a rewatch, like uh, three hours flying by, you don't even feel it. Yeah, I'm um, so happy they pulled that back from the the slightly disappointing third one. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm I'm, I'm trepidatious about the other stuff they're gonna do. You know, the the Anadarmus continental and, stuff. Ballet I actually didn't even watch the trailer for the continental. I, I you know, I just don't have an appetite for that kind of thing anymore. That kind of oh well. 
from the universe of blank. Like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, another thing that held up on a rewatch. Uh, uh, we're watching. Uh, Brona hasn't seen the the most recent Planet of the Apes trilogy, so we got onto the second one. Um, uh, you know, the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, directed by one Matthew Reeves. Mm. Uh, and I I love these films. I mean, the, the the two Matt Reeves ones I think are are, are really 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 tremendous. Uh, they had it up in the uh, we watched it on Disney, and they had it in the old four Kizzle. And oh boy, is it a phenomenal looking film. I mean, 10 years later, there's a handful of action scenes where things maybe, you know, the, the time will make a fool of us all in that regard. But generally speaking, the CGI still looks so good. So, so good. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I love those films. I'm looking forward to revisiting the third one. Um, uh, I think I think just and it's it's so funny. I don't want to harp on it as the guy, as the one person on this earth who didn't love the Batman. But I'm like the character moments in this versus the Batman. Well, this one has some. That's that's one thing. Um, the the CGI apes have way more to say of note than that film. But we'll leave that. Um, yeah, loved. I I don't, I I, re- I remember loving the third one more than the second. I'll be interested to see which which way it goes on, on, on a rewatch. I think I prefer the second one. I, I On a rewatch, I was kind of thinking, I think the second, the second one has Koba, you know, that's, yeah. I think, way more compelling. Harrelson is great in the third one, but it's a little bit more conventional, kind of like, you know, uh, human bad. It's like a war movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, sim- similar to Wick, I think those movies, they're, they're kind of, they'll restore your faith in the blockbuster a little bit. Um you know, because they're like big and they're star studded and they're action movies and they're un- unashamedly sci fi and they're super reliant on bleeding edge tech. This is not some art house little fucking thing. This is this is a, a a blockbuster, but it's great. It's like using the tech to enhance a really great core. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed that they're making a fourth one with some guy I've never heard of because Matt Reeves makes Batman now. Yeah, it's the Maze Runner director, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> that's a good noise. Oh. I think his name is Wes Ball or Wes, something. Yeah, something like that. Because I was on the uh, letterbox, like, oh, they're, they announced another one. Is like, oh, oh, Kingdom? Oh, they yeah. got some guy to make it. Okay, um, but yeah, hey, I think those gonna... movies are. I think they're very good. I don't think they're. I've I've not seen them. I'm being very harsh. Right. I also have not heard of Matt Reeves before he made these. No, movies. no, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about the Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, oh, sorry. Okay. I think I think they're good. I think they're, I think they're very good. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad on them, but I think they're very good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the those are the, the the two films I watched this week. No films for you, Joe. Not this week. Too much sport going on. Sport. Sport. You know something? Something I think about a lot these days is when MJF said sport a few weeks ago. Did he? With a H. Yeah. Sport. Was, he, was he patronizing someone? Yeah, I think it was Danielson maybe in the, their feud. Okay. You're coming into my sport. Anyway. TV. Television. What you watch this week, boys? Well, I know it's what the world's waiting for. Beavis and Butthead is back. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're straight back into it. Episode one, there was a line. Uh, that butt looks like a cloud, or that cloud looks like a butt, which which had me had me laughing. That that that's that that's my kind of humor I want from Beavis and Butthead. They've still uh, got it. They never lost it, brother. This is where they're they're in. Um, they they meditate and they get like brought to like Nirvana, basically, and Jesus and 
uh, Vishnu and, and that are there. And that's where they're trying to talk to them about the meaning of life. And they're, they're, they're stood facing the other way, looking at a cloud, going, that cloud looks like a butt. Love it. Um, quickly run through a few bits of pieces. Beavs and Butthead. Yeah, love it. Two episodes. They were out. Great. Uh, watch another Poker Face. It's great. Still enjoying that. Oh, that's uh, the just, Natasha Leone one, isn't it? The Natasha Leone, Ryan Johnson produced the uh, Bird of History. Well, I, I watch one a week. It's great. I think I'm halfway through the season now. Very, very fun show. Very, very enjoyable. There's a new series just started that I actually haven't started watching yet. So I don't have a review of it. It's a preview. It's called Mrs. Davis. Okay. Have you guys heard of this? No. This is the new Damon Lindelof show. Oh. He he of <laughs> he of Lost Watchmen. Uh, and scoring that goal for you. Leftovers. <laughs> leftovers uh fame. So Lindelof is like one of the, the best creators going in TV today. Mm. Joe's making a face. He hasn't watched Watchmen or Leftovers, I'm guessing. Um yeah. Did you get around to Watchmen, Barry? Ultimately? No, I did not. No, I did not. Okay. Well, I, I, I really want to. I have not yet. Very highly regarded. Mrs. Davis is his new show. Weirdly, it's like it's like an odd comedy. I think it's co-created with someone off, and this is going to really get the eyebrows raised, off Big Bang Theory, I think, which does not sound good. But it's uh, the trailer The trailer looks interesting, and from people who I know who've, who've watched it, they say it's very odd. Which, let me just say, and, and I forgot to put on the rundown here, we have Mandalorian finale, right? Um, after this last season of Mandalorian, I will take odd. I will take strange because Mandalorian and its MCU style uh, episodes have just killed my enthusiasm for watching run-of-the-mill TV shite. Did you see that Mandalorian finale, Joe, by the way? Nah, I'm behind on. I'm I thought it fucking sucked. <laughs> you guys have put me off watching any of this season, to be honest. I, oh, I don't think I'll bother. No, don't. Don't. Uh, well, I won't spoil anything, but um, I will say, like season two, it's another like series finale, but they've already announced season four. So it seems like every year what they do is they script like, well, if this is the end, we'll write an ending for it. And then it just keeps going. And they did that again this season. Well, they've announced um, like they're doing a film, but like in five years to wrap up. Yeah, the, the Dave Filoni one. Yeah, yeah so fuck, you know they're going to keep going. Who cares? Um, I, I just found it completely dull. And I I just don't give a shit about it. I'm sorry. I don't I don't care about that stuff anymore. So I'm probably off, off the wagon now as far as Mandalorian goes. That season fucking stank. Um... So thanks, Star Wars. They've announced the 10 more seasons and stuff. No, no, not, not interested. I'm out. I'm out. Um, and then, thank God. Thank the actual God that's up there. We've got a little show called Succession, which every week, like Barry was saying about the Planet of the Apes, uh, restores your faith in Blockbuster. Succession restores my faith in good TV. Because I'm watching Mandalorian and I'm watching this shit, this absolute shit. <laughs> and then you have something like Succession, which oh, just dear. blows my socks off every week without fail. I thought I thought it was another outstanding episode. Joe, yeah, this one was this one was very. This was a bit more fun. Last week's very intense. This one was a kind of. Back this one was fun, but with moments of intensity. 
yeah, with some with some nice moments and then some negotiations. The dust has settled, and now new things are starting to kind of emerge, and we're seeing alliances, and we're seeing movements. And I, I, I thought it was it was very nice, almost like a it was like an episode one. It was kind of like last yeah, week's was yeah, the end yeah, of a series, yeah. <laughs> and this was like episode one of a, of a yeah. uh, fifth season. Um, yeah, yeah, very very funny and interesting interesting to see where it goes. very interesting there was, there was one one character who who agreed to a deal but you could tell that they were getting they were getting mm. absolutely fucked sure, they were fucked um basically a kind of uh you know a business dealing where you have three parties involved but really two of the parties actually have reason for the deal and have swing enough power and one the, the third party is there pretty much in name only and mm. it's kind of one of those things where you realize, well, when the, when the dust is settled, that person essentially has no power and has no, like, even though the agreement was, oh, no, all three parties will be equal going forward, but but it'll be at our names on the contract. And it's like, well, that third person is, is completely mm-hmm. fucked, which in the succession world makes me think, okay, what's their angle going to be? How is their comeback and, and, and revenge on that ultimately going to be, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, I, abs- I absolutely adore succession. God damn. God damn, it came along right at the perfect moment when when I spent so much time watching utter garbage. And then... And then <laughs> like, I can't even enjoy Succession without letting everyone know how bad. There's, there's good shit out there. That's, that, that's oh. just the thing. There's good shit out there. No, 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 to be fair, Poker Face is great. Beavis and Butthead is, is such good fun. Like, there's good stuff out there if you seek it out. But yeah. but don't, the the message I guess the, this is the, the 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 Queen's Christmas message here on CSP is if if you're beholden to watching stuff on Disney Plus of the Star Wars or MCU variety you you don't have to watch it you 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 honestly don't there's good stuff out there Severance coming back soon oh I yeah. imagine as well um and then idiots like me who haven't watched The Wire or The Sopranos or Mad Men but I've wasted you know. 20 hours of my life watching the Mandalorian, you know, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a wake up call and, and thank you succession for reminding me, uh, that good, good stuff exists. If you don't just follow the latest hot thing. Indeed. Such as if you want to just, if you're sitting there and you're an American and you've got your old home box office on of a Sunday evening and you're watching succession and you're going, Oh, they bloody succeeded. They did good. <laughs> they succeeded. They did. What yeah. you can do is you can, Put the remote control down. Leave it there, and then watch season four of Barry on HBO right after Succession, which uh, is back this week. Two episode. They did a double episode premiere, which I liked. So because uh, those episodes are kind of short, Barry's a, a mm. twenty to thirty minute episodes. Uh, two episodes, both uh, directed by Mister William Hader, um, and you know, just kind of copy and paste any other review of that show I've done of the show. I mean, it, it's back. It's great. It's stylish and it's darkly funny and it's it's it really it's this definitely feels more on the dark and less on the funny this season it kind of feels like the the chickens are are, are coming home to roost for this like central character which is so great um uh it's it's so 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 great and and i love those first episodes but also i'm now in that stage i'm like this is ending and i'm gonna be so disappointed when it's over even though it's obviously better to end after four really good seasons than to drag on forever but i I, i'm fascinated to see what hater does after after this i mean i i i I would i i don't know if he's directed a film before i don't think he has but i Um, i'd love to give it a whirl because it's almost like 
not in an obnoxious way because you could do this in an obnoxious way but like these first episodes it's almost like showing off it, it's so like stylish but without being obnoxious about it it's got a lot going on i just i love this show i mean I, it's just so 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 good um and i'd be very sad to see it go um uh, but yeah that's the first two episodes of barry they were both a winner um uh, and i'm looking forward to the next episode in about six ish hours hmm. Uh, that's all I watched this week. Joe? Um, not not too much for me. Um, the only other thing other, other than Succession I watched was uh, to rewatch some episodes of Inside Number 9, which is coming back for Series 8 uh, very soon. That. Can't wait for that. Um, so I rewatched. I went back to Series 5 and rewatched uh, Misdirection, which is the episode where Reese Shearsmith plays a magician. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is... Mwah! The, the, one of the it's quintessential great. It's great. It's great. Uh, inside number nines with a twist, with kind of spookiness, yeah. with, with you know people want who they th- think they are. I uh, watched the stakeout, which was about two policemen Very good, in it? a car. Uh, I did like that one. I thought the ending they kind of um, said the quiet part out loud was the only. <laughs> they kind of basically explained what the twist was, and I was like, I'm not sure you really needed that. I think we all kind of. Got it. And especially with a show like this where rewatching it is like part of the fun. You kind of go back and see all the clues. Oh, so that's why they did that and that kind of thing. So I do that was a really good episode. Um series six, um, I didn't actually rewatch anything from that one other than uh the one with called Simon Says, which is about like a fantasy writer who gets confronted by a fan who's disappointed with the finale. Kind of a bit of a take of Game of Thrones and the, the ending to that. Misery. Um, that's yeah, misery as well. That's a really good one. That was the only one I rewatched. That was maybe a bit of a weaker series because I, I didn't really fancy watching anything else from that. Uh, and then series seven, I rewatched the first episode, Merrily Merrily, which is set on a boat with Mark Gatiss, uh, of course, which is a League of Gentlemen reunion, and that's a, a very nice episode. And I also watched a oh, Random Act of Kindness, which is with Jessica Hines, who yeah. plays a single mother arguing with her teenage son and then this mysterious stranger shows up and it, all is not quiet as it seems <laughs> so i really really enjoyed that one as well yeah so can't wait for uh i think it's next week series eight mm, let's go so that was me tv that's the telly for the week um not too many video games this week um I, I I was um I've been kind of down a rabbit hole lately um of kind of games that are are uh, no longer buyable, delisted in licensing hell, you know, un- ungettable for various reasons. I think I talked last week. I played a little bit of WWE All Stars, which is a PS3 game you cannot you cannot buy or play on a modern console in any sense. I am. Um, I was messing around with various things and I came across this um, this project that's a, a fan project uh, for the PC version of the Scarface game from 2005 or six. Paul, did you ever play that on the on the old? No, 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 no. no. That was actually, I'd not say PS2, but that was also on the Wii. You could have played that on the Wii if you really I did wanted. not play it on the Wii. Um, from the same folks who made uh, Simpsons Hit and Run. Uh, very fondly remembered a, a cult game from, from, from that era. It's basically a, a faux GTA type thing, but you play as 
Tony Montana and they've they have the the like so dumb it's genius premise for a game where it's basically like what if at the end of Scarface instead of dying and, and encapsulating the 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 tragedy and 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 brutality on the reality of the American dream what if in the instead of that uh, Tony Montana survives because he's class and he does a lot of headshots <laughs> on his enemies and scores start popping off them and you get little notifications when you shoot someone's testicles off. And then you and then you start a GTA style adventure where you run around delivering drugs and getting loads of money and buying big guns and cars, which it's funnily enough that it, like fifty percent of my Scarface is like is people who just think that. Do you know what I mean? It's like fifty percent people who think, oh, makes you really think, does it, about how we live in a society? And then everyone else is just kind of like, yeah, imagine having a big suit and a pile of coke lads. Wouldn't it be great? Uh, but anyway, it's a very fondly remembered game. It's it's a faux GTA style thing. Where you uh, you know you run around in op- your open world Miami, listening to eighty songs and shooting, driving, and uh, the the key difference with with um, from other GTA games is there's like a business management aspect of it. So you're setting up fronts, you're paying for security guards to watch your fronts, you're selling drugs, you're negotiating deals. It's actually it's 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 really it's really interesting, and it, and it has a bit of a cult following. Um, uh, it has it has a taunt button, and I actually don't know how many voice lines they wrote for it because there are basically there's a a balls meter okay where mm. if you um uh, kill enough enemies and you taunt them afterwards you get like an invincible a brief invincibility mode and they must have recorded hundreds of lines because it's, it's so unique and so you're just you're hammering this button in a shootout you're, you're taking by cover and you're popping off a few headshots and you're pressing circles hey you fucking cock a sucker you fucking i fucking kill you. it's just like you're going man it's the most over the top like ridiculous game and it's really great and so basically there's um, a community of modders who uh worked hard to make it it's completely unplayable on modern devices it came out on windows xp i think it would have been back in 05 and so they uh made it work on modern devices made it uh gave it widescreen support which it didn't have gave it a higher frame rate and remade almost every single texture in the game and this is an open world gta style game so they're redoing billboards they remade every single car they reskinned every single weapon they reskinned every single npc walking around the world absolutely phenomenal amounts of effort and put it out for free like every modder does put it out they have a patreon if you want a tip but like so 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 incredible to not only to not only like uh, uh remake the game which people do with modern games as well here's a new texture here it's slightly shinier but to like make a game work that does not work anymore i think is such a cool thing to do for a, a cult classic like this and because it's a scarface licensed game that's never showing back up on on mm. the playstation store or xbox yeah. store it's gone forever the company doesn't exist anymore i i don't know what i don't know who published it i think it was a, a claim or some company that doesn't exist published it the film yeah. rights definitely have lapsed it's not it, this will never see the light of day again if not for people like this so i i, I put a couple of hours i i spent about five genuinely five complete hours across a couple of days trying to get it to work on the steam deck but as you can imagine a 15 year old windows game with a bunch of fan mods on it that you then try to make work on a linux device and i'm not exactly mr developer here trying to make it work wasn't going to happen so i'm just playing it on my normal my normal pc as god intended but uh it's very fun it is very fun at the core of it all then it's also a super fun game they got a fantastic sound alike for um uh, for the game the story goes that pacino did sign on to it his likeness is in the game so it's 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 the real deal tony montana but by the time they made this game his he, you know he was 
60 odd or whatever he was in in the 2000s this came out his voice had changed but the legend goes he handpicked the voice actor placement and he is fantastic he is genuinely fantastic so yeah i'm playing that at the moment and it's it's um it's a blast it is a blast um i've uh i i i'm customizing my mansion at the moment i bought uh some cigar stands uh, uh, which I'm I'm dotting all over the place, and I bought a, an extremely tasteful muscle car with flames going up the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's so that that's going to keep me busy for the next few uh, the next few weeks. Um, nothing nothing from this decade I've been playing. Um, uh, so what about you, Paul? What have you been playing this week? Uh, I'm playing a game from. Uh, not quite this decade, but four years ago, I think. So we didn't talk last week about the uh, the new Zelda trailer that came out, Tears of the Kingdom. Ooh, I have no watched it. I'm not watching. Well, I'm no watching any of this. Oh, 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 I'm just going to play it. Oh, baby. Oh, mama. <laughs> oh, fuck, it looks good. Anyway, got me in a Zelda mood, obviously. So I said, okay, what's a quick Zelda that I haven't played to death? Um, That is different enough from Breath of the Wild that it, it also won't. It'll keep my enthusiasm for that fresh and, and, and new. So I decided to replay Link's Awakening on the Switch, the little cutesy one that looks like a little oh, like a, toy. It looks like a little Duplo set. Little Duplo set. So I'm playing that game. It's 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 absolutely fantastic. It's it's great. It's short, which is because obviously it's a Game Boy port. And obviously the Game Boy original version is also available on Switch Online. Which maybe I should have played that one instead, because I've obviously beaten the Switch version already. But I'm doing a hundred percent run. Because obviously I've beaten the game within the last four years, so to change it up, I'm going to 100 percent it. And uh, yeah, it's 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 great. It's uh, beautiful. It's fun. It still has frame rate issues. <laughs> four years later, they never. Yeah, that. it's very framey at, at at certain times, not all the time, but frequent enough that you go. Mm. It's it's very know. odd because I've seen people run that on beefy pcs with switch yeah. animation and also not able to get it consistently mm. i think it's just something to do with that game did you, you, I, you didn't play the original did you you didn't play the game boy version i've played the game boy version yeah, but this yeah. is a completely different thing it's 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 fundamentally the same but with the the shiny veneer you kind of forget yeah. that there's a game boy uh, engine under the hood let's say so you don't feel restricted at all that the fact that it's a game boy port it never feels like reined in because of that even though it's basically the same no i, I played the dx version on uh, game boy color back okay. in the day. i don't think i completed it but I, I definitely played it uh it's 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 great the dungeons are great uh i love the 2d's 2d zeldas anyway i'd love for them to do more of them i love link link to pass my first one ever link's awakening the oracle games minish cap link between worlds are all fucking great They've they've never done a bad two D Zelda except the NES ones. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm playing. I'm I'm almost finished. Uh, I'm I'm on the seventh dungeon of eight, so I'm I'm basically near the end of it and uh, loving it. Where where are you at with Resident Evil? I need well, I need to play that again. I, I'm going to get back to that after I I finish the Zelda game. I was Dude. just consumed by the. Do you know offhand where you were, what you were doing when you finished? Same as we last spoke. Oh wow! Okay, I, I honestly haven't picked it up. I need to get. I, back to yeah, it. I, I kind of fell off the remake to be honest as well. It's really, yeah. it's really fucking good. I was just kind of, you know, uh, I, I saw a Zelda trailer. I was like, fuck, I need to play Zelda. Can I do it? I'm also going to do that thing, which is so stupid, and I shouldn't do it. But I'm, the closer we get to Zelda, the more I'm kind of like, ah, I shouldn't play anything else. Zelda's happening. Do you know what I mean? So I need to. <laughs> that's so stupid. That makes no sense at all. I'm just going to waste that time yeah. looking at my phone. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, 
Zelda on the horizon. Yeah, what are we? Three weeks away. Three weeks away. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put, yeah, I've got so much like half finished stuff at the moment. Um, yeah. I want to finish Resident Evil. Um, that little Gator game I talked about. Like that's that's really like family friendly Breath of the Wild. I should really finish that before Tears of the Kingdom comes out and makes me not want to go back to play it. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll get back to these things. I'm interested to see what Tears of the Kingdom does now for making all other modern open world games feel like shit, like Breath of the Wild did when it came out. Remember Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Anyway, we'll see. Anyway, uh, that's the uh, the video games uh, for uh, this week. Uh, we will jump into the tunes. tunes. What's coming through the speakers this week, boys? <laughs> uh, album of the week for me was Gut Feeling by Lozique. I think that's how you pronounce the name. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, this was just a random one. I, I popped up on Spotify as a new mm. release. Uh, so I gave it a listen. Um, kind of hard to describe the genre I've, uh, looking it up it was reviewed as kind of alt pop um does sound a bit to me like a kind of charlie xcx but not quite as sort of gimmicky as, as, as some of her songs but um i enjoyed it a lot it was a very easy listen about 30 minutes long just a lot of kind of pop tracks with kind of good hooks um yeah, I, I listened to it kind of two or three times in a row. The first time I, I listened to it, um, again, like hard to put hard to put a kind of finger on a specific genre. It's kind of one you have to listen to. Um, but yeah, big big thumbs up for me for for Lozik Gut Feeling uh, album mm. of the week. Good. Uh, my album of the week is Sixty Nine Eyes Death of Darkness. Uh, oh, Sixty Nine Eyes are a Finnish rock band mm-hmm. who are. Uh, their gimmick is that they're like vampires. They look like vampires, but they and, and so to do the the music. The music I would say is very very conventional rock, but they they have a deep singing voice like this, and all their songs they kind of talking like this. And so sometimes it does veneer into like I don't know Depeche Mode, Leonard Cohen meets Iggy Pop kind of sound. Um. But I've always liked 69 Eyes. I, 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 I just came across this. I went to my notifications on Spotify, which I don't often do. And that's what I like about when I listen to new records now, what I do is I follow the artist every time. And so down the line, I'll get another, oh, yeah, I remember I listened to that. They have a new single out or a new album out. So that's how I came across this one. And it's good. It's, it's, um, it's not redesigning the wheel. The lyrics aren't particularly deep or introspective it's all stuff like uh we want to rock and let's rock and uh we're going to drive tonight through the city and drive yeah that's that's about as deep as it gets but like the 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 music's uh listenable enough your man's voice is is nice and smooth and yeah I, i i have a soft spot for 69 eyes i can see how people might perceive the gimmick as lame or or whatever but i think the music is the music catchy and the music's solid enough so i'm into it your album's pretty good the first half especially has got some got some nice bangers on there um and yeah there you nice. go good. that is the music go for the week that is your show for this week um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. As mentioned there earlier, chairshoppodcast.com if you want to pop us a correspondence. Um, we will uh, we would love to hear from you. 
Uh, we'll be back next week talking uh, more AEW news and developments. Next week will be the final show before we all have to purchase our Wembley tickets. Um, which actually now, as I say that, to tie back into the opening of the show, maybe Mr. TK has a, a, an announcement pertaining to that um, uh, on Wednesday. We'll see. So we'll be talking about that. We'll talk about more games and movies and whatever else has been on our plates that week. And... Um, uh, uh, and anything else that may come across our our, our news desk. So uh, until then, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. It is goodbye from me. It is goodbye from Joe. Goodbye, everyone. It's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye.